stubble on the short way. Stubble on the short way. Welcome to Stadel on the Shortwave. I'm your host, Tamara Kramer, and it's the fourth week of war between Israel and Gaza with a death toll of almost 1,400 Palestinians and 60 Israelis. Is it possible for people who are so-called enemies to reach out in friendship and care for one another, even in times of war? Today on Shtetl, a Jewish deli owner in Toronto sponsors a Palestinian film festival, and a Palestinian woman tries to make peace go viral with the Palestine Loves Israel Facebook campaign. You can download this or past episodes of Shtetl on the Shortwave for free from iTunes or at shtetlmontreal.com. Stay tuned for today's episode. Lovers in a dangerous time. Lovers in a dangerous time. 
Welcome to Shuttle on the Shortwave on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. Uh, One of the landmarks of Jewish popular culture in Toronto is Kaplansky's Deli, where you find traditional Jewish deli fare and innovations on the theme. Next Friday, the Toronto Palestine Film Festival will be holding an outdoor screening of a film called Layla's Birthday, and Kaplansky's food truck will be there serving up its signature smoked meat. Zane Kaplansky is the 46-year-old owner of the deli, and we've got him on the phone with us from Toronto. Zane, welcome to Shtetl on the Shortwave. Thanks so much, Tamara. So how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. Great. Uh, So let me just start by asking you, why are you supporting the Palestinian Film Festival in Toronto? Uh, You know what? To me, it seemed to be a nice thing to do. That uh, Back in, I believe it was February, March, earlier this year, a friend of mine who I work with on another charity called Action Against Hunger told me that uh, she was volunteering for the Palestinian Film Festival. I'd never heard of it before. And at the time, I simply said, you know, I think I'd like to sponsor that. I just thought that was a nice gesture to have a Jewish deli sponsoring a Palestinian film festival. And um, I think if it wasn't for the outbreak of hostilities in Israel, that uh, you probably would have had 20 or 30 Palestinians show up, and they would have seen my truck, and they would have said, oh, that's nice, and that would have been that. But uh, with the outbreak of the war, unfortunately, uh, it's become a much bigger story, and, and people see it as a much more significant thing than it was ever intended to be. Why did you want to support them? Why did you feel it was a nice thing to do? Well, I, I believe in I believe in unity. I believe in in uh, tolerance and compassion and and uh, community that uh, Palestinians and Jews get along uh, really well in all kinds of places all over the world. And uh, for me, it was it was simply uh, a gesture of uh, of you know being a good neighbor and the idea of love thy neighbor. To me, is a foundation of uh, of Judaism and and uh, and my spirituality and my faith. And to me, the idea of, of uh, a Jew, the irony maybe of a unfortunate irony of a Jewish deli supporting a Palestinian film festival seemed to me to be uh, just a kind gesture. Okay. What? Don't forget too, Tamar, that we 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 also sponsor the Toronto Jewish Film Festival, Mount Sinai Hospital, um, uh, injured Jewish soldiers. You know, there's. Literally, we don't we don't generally publicize all the giving and support that we give arts, comedy, festivals, uh, uh, hospitals. You know, we do tons and tons of this stuff. But uh, again, I think just a, 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 through a matter of timing that the uh, the war broke out, and people seem to think that this is some. Some people think it's a great thing, and other people think I've done a terrible thing. That's what I wanted to ask you. Like, what have people's reactions been? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what have people been saying? How have they been either supporting or not the fact that you're doing this? Yeah, you know, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I've had I've had uh, literally hundreds of emails and messages on Facebook and Twitter, uh, people saying just the nicest things to me about about how they feel it's such a wonderful thing to do. And I've also received some negative feedback as well. And I've, I've been forwarded messages by people that have alerted me to the fact that there's a boycott movement going on, that people are um, mostly, I think, in the Jewish community. People think that I'm a self-hating Jew and I'm, I'm anti-Israel and, a, and an Israel basher. It couldn't be further from the truth. I'm a proud Jewish man. I love Israel. I support Israel. I support Israel's right to exist and defend itself wholeheartedly. But at the same time, I also believe that violence begets violence, and that fighting a war is only going to create further hardship and war down the road, and that, uh, you know, peace is is what I'm after. I don't have a solution. I'm not political. I'm not suggesting that that, uh, anybody's right or wrong or who started or whatever. I don't care. What I care is that people should stop hurting each other on both sides. Okay. Did you expect there to be such a backlash? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing because it was the last thing I expected. I, I really, 
I'm shocked. I'm shocked that people see any kind of, you know, that, that I'm a traitor, that I should be ashamed of myself, that I've my, betrayed my ancestors. No, none of those things are true. And, and uh, you know, my, my faith is, is uh, thou shalt not kill, that, that treat people the way you want to be treated. Again, love thy neighbor. You know, these are, this is how I grew up. This is what my ancestors instilled in my parents and then in me. And uh, the fact that people think that by, by sending my food truck to Layla's birthday in Christy Pitts Park on August 8th <laughs> and donating the profits from that yeah. means that I'm supporting Hamas or that I'm anti-Israel or anything else, it's ridiculous. And, and the, the truth is, it is exactly what it appears to be. I'm simply supporting the, the show, public showing of a film and the, the right for these people to have their own film festival. I think it's a nice thing. I think the nicest thing about Toronto and the nicest thing about Canada is our, our tolerance, our sense of community and compassion. I think we're a model for the rest of the world. I think that, that uh, uh, if anybody in the world can learn on how, about how, how a multicultural, multiracial society can work, they should look to us. And that uh, when a when a, a Jew decides to support a Palestinian event, it doesn't mean anything other than uh, a, a, an absolute display of compassion, tolerance, community, and, and brotherhood, sisterhood, too, uh, with, um, with my uh, fellow Canadians. Okay, well, as someone who's grown up in a Jewish family, has it ever been a challenge in your life to be open to hearing or understanding the perspective of Palestinians? What has your experience been? Well, it's, it's interesting you ask me that, because uh, I went to high school, uh, and uh, I was the president of my student council. My vice president was uh, a Palestinian fellow. I was friends with him and his older sister. And, um, you know, they have a different perspective, and, and uh, they have a different history. You know, they, the Palestinian people uh, have really only been around since the 40s, and, and we're not going to go through the entire history of of uh a very um, uncomfortable history of a group of people who've been so badly treated by all sides, used as pawns, uh, kept in refugee camps, and uh, and really not well treated. And so the fact that they have a different perspective on life in Israel and the Middle East shouldn't surprise anybody. And, and uh, you know, tomorrow I grew up with all of the biases that you would expect having attended conservative Hebrew school and summer camp and associating mostly in the Jewish community. And then when I started to see and understand that there is another side to the story, and most of all, and this is the, the, the only real message I want to leave you with, they're human beings, just like us. They have the exact same needs, the exact same wants, the exact same desires. People who have a full stomach don't want to fight with each other. People who have a happy family and a nice job don't want to fight with each other. People who who are engaged in a, in a wonderful hug, don't want to throw rocks at each other. You know, and, and I think that if we, if we do that, if we live those words and that idea that if we all treat each other the way we would want others to treat us and look at things from other people's perspectives, you know, I really appreciate the question because I did grow up seeing things through a one-sided paradigm. And in my life experience, I've learned that there's always two and sometimes many more sides to every story. Right. I'm curious to know, uh, how did the festival organizers of the Palestinian Film Festival react when you offered to sponsor the, the screening of Layla's birthday? You know, uh, you really have to speak to them about, about that. Um, the truth is that I, I simply engaged our catering manager to um, uh, follow through with my commitment, which is what usually happens. I, I say crazy things, and then she has to go and figure out how to make it happen. And uh, I had, in truth, I had forgotten about the thing until uh, two weeks ago, one of the representatives from the film festival came in to show us the movie that they were going to show and talk about details. And I was walking past, and Kristen, who's our catering manager, said, oh, Zane, he said, let me introduce you to the, uh, this is the guy from the Palestinian Film Festival. And I said, oh, you know, it's nice to see you, and I'm glad we're doing this, and terrific, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm walking away. And then I went home that night, I'm looking at Facebook, and I'm seeing all of this anger and all of this just terrible language and high emotion on both sides. You know, it's, it's the venom that, that existed. And so I thought to myself, you know what, 
I'm just going to post, let people know that we're sponsoring this, this film festival. So as a matter of fact, Polanski's is sponsoring the Palestinian Film Festival, and that's it. And it went crazy. Like Toronto Star wrote an article, and since then I've given interviews around the world and, and trending on Twitter and all this. You get these awful messages from people. It can be wonderful messages from people. And, and uh, the, the film festival has told me since then that you know they've gotten so much more attention than they ever would have gotten. And I think, as I said to you earlier, if, if it had been just as planned, you'd get 20 or 30 people in a park watching a movie, and now I expect we're going to get a very big scene, and I hope it, everybody will behave themselves well and uh, and eat lots of sandwiches, and we'll donate even more money to the. Are you going to have enough smoke meat? Uh, we better, you know, <laughs> we, we run out, then we're in serious trouble, and and uh, then then you might have some violence in your hand. But um, <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 uh, it should be it should be a lot of fun. Okay, well, I I just wanted to ask you a few more questions. I noticed that, like, in terms of people commenting, I noticed that there was someone on the uh, the film festival's Facebook page who also accused the festival of doing something wrong by having you sponsor their event. Like, he was saying that something like you can't wash away Israel's guilt with pastrami, and that they were irresponsible to take you on as a sponsor. How would you respond to that? I would respond exactly the same way that I responded to the negative reactions that I've got. You know, it's Get a grip. It's not, uh, no one's making any massive geopolitical statement. I'm not doing this out of Jewish guilt. I'm not doing it out of any sense of, of uh, I'm not apologizing to anybody about anything. I'm simply saying that I, Zane Kaplansky, want to use my resources to support your film festival the exact same way that I do the Toronto Jewish Film Festival, the exact same way we do with all of these other organizations that we support in the city. And if you want to read something else into it, that's your problem. It's not my problem. And the the film festival people understand that too. That that uh, you know we're friends with each other. We're I don't care where you're from or what your religion is. You're a nice person, and as long as you you treat other people the way you treat me, I'm sure that we can get along just fine. If Palestinians have a problem with with uh, a Jew serving sandwiches at at, a, at their festival, then that's his problem. It's not my problem. Okay. Um, I hear a lot of people talking with horror, not only about what's happening in Israel and Gaza, but also exactly like about how the people around them are responding. How do you handle conversations on this subject? Yeah, you know, this is this is one of the nicest things that's happened is that I think I've touched a nerve with people because there's a very moderate middle who is shocked uh, by the the volume and the violence of the language that's being spoken on all sides. And they wanted to try and find a way to, without, without sounding like you're picking sides, and without sounding like you're, you're, uh, you're adding to the, um, the horror of the debate, to simply say, you know, what's going on there is awful, it's awful for everybody, and I wish it wasn't happening. And uh, and I think that I've given the people an opportunity to do that. I know I have because I've received so many messages from people who share exactly that sentiment that that um, that there, there it's not all us and them, and there is a lot of us who just believe it's us that we're all the same. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all in this together, and that just like brothers and sisters, sometimes you don't get along, and just like brothers and sisters, sometimes you fight. But unless you're actually talking to each other, then, then peace isn't a possibility. Unless you stop fighting, peace isn't a possibility. And that, you know, if, if one small gesture of being able to watch a movie together in a park and eat a sandwich, and for at least that hour and a half, the, all the, the um, craziness of the, of the war and the debate is forgotten, then, that, you know, that's a nice thing that I've done. If people want to want to suggest that I've, I'm doing something terrible, then I think they're they're misguided. Okay, so Kaplansky's is uh, a big hangout in Toronto. I sometimes go there when I'm in town to have uh, matzo ball soup or whatever. So there's a lot of people that that congregate there. I'm sure you have regulars and you have tourists. And are people talking about like? Do you hear people talking about the war in the restaurant? Well, I hear. Uh, Interestingly, we've never been busier than we are right now. People have responded in the most kind and generous way to show their support for my small gesture by coming to the restaurant. Many of them come over and shake my hand and say thank you. 
Um, many of them talk about the film festival and their support for it. My investors in my restaurant have called me and, and um, uh, supported what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's been generally no. Generally, we the thing the nice thing about my deli is that it's it's not my customer base isn't majority of them aren't Jewish people. So what I love most about my business is that <laughs> it's a Jewish deli that's accessible to everybody, and that if you want great Jewish flavors, whether it's matzo ball soup or knishes or smoked meat or corned beef or blintzes or whatever, that uh, you can come down to 356 College and uh, and and eat your face off and and uh, you know you can feel comfortable uh, being being part of um, part of a great group of people who love the and that's you know you look around the deli you see all the faces of Toronto you see all the shades and all the colors and all the accents and all the the um, just everybody comes and and that's what's nice about it and and generally no people don't debate about the war and and they talk about the food and they. They um, they kvetch and they compliment and they they do all the other great things that people do in delis and have always done in delis and and uh, I'm truly blessed to have um, a great business. I'm truly blessed to have the customers and the support that I do. People have been so warm and so kind to me. You know, the restaurant business is one of the toughest businesses in the world, and to simply have survived for six years. And uh, not to mention Thrive, you know, we're opening our first franchise next week at Toronto Airport. We've got our, our mustards and grocery stores. We're doing all kinds of exciting things. And uh, and it's only because people have supported us and everybody. This is from every community, young, old, Torontonian, visitor, and so on. We've we've just been given one big wet kiss on the on the cheek. And, and, uh, and uh, I couldn't be more happy about it, which is kind of what makes this episode sort of, it hurts. Because I'm not used to hearing um, people being angry with me over anything besides the fact that their soup is cold. <laughs> and, uh, and I really wish people would understand that um, I'm not making any kind of a political statement beyond being pro-peace and anti-war. And, and uh, uh, I certainly don't support Hamas. I certainly do support Israel. And I... I uh, uh, I'd like to, to see them stop fighting over there. I was in Israel last last July myself, and you know it was, it was my first time since my own bar mitzvah that I've been in Jerusalem, and and uh, you know it's such a magical place to be fighting over there. Just just it breaks my heart, and if I can do some small thing to demonstrate to somebody that that uh, there's another way to do this, there's another way for people to conduct themselves that doesn't have to do with with uh, hurting each other. Okay, Zane Kaplansky, thank you so much for coming on to Shtetl on the Shortwave. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for your time and for having me on. And, and uh, you know, next time you're in, please say hello. I'd love to meet you. Okay, perfect. See you, Zane. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. So that was Zane Kaplansky talking about uh, his sponsorship. The restaurant is sponsoring the film Layla's Birthday at Christie Pitts Park next Friday uh, as part of the Toronto-Palestine Film Festival. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Coming up next on Shtetl, we're going to be speaking with the woman who started the increasingly popular Facebook campaign called Israel Loves Palestine. And Palestine Loves Israel, sorry. Actually, there's both of the campaigns do exist. She started the Palestine Loves Israel campaign. And we're going to be back after this song by Sandara. They're a group fronted by one of Pakistan's most beloved popular singers, Zebunisa Bangash and Jewish clarinet virtuoso Michael Winograd and they're going to be performing live at the Sala Rosa on August 27th so for tickets and more information about the festival uh, go to montrealjewishmusicfestival.com and again that's on August 27th and this is Sandara and we'll be back on Shtetl on the Shortwave on CKUT in just a few minutes. Rochinurang da delva tum sa kiya rupee Hat rat ega Vazik zik mani duchi Rochinurang da delva tum sa kiya rupee Hat rat ega Vazik zik mani duchi Rochinurang da delva tum sa kiya rupee 
Bernard Adamus, vous écoutez Shtetl on the Shortwave, live on CKUT 90.3 FM. Cześć, tutaj Bernard Adamus, słuchacie Shtetl on the Shortwave na CKUT 90.3 FM. Je me retourne et se recule 
Welcome back to Shtetl on the Shortwave on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. I'm your host, Tamara Kramer, and you can find out more about our content by following us on Facebook or subscribing to the Shtetl newsletter at shtetlmontreal.com. With the war raging on in Gaza and Israel, it's become increasingly difficult for people to show any solidarity with the other side. Authors like Israeli Edgar Carrot are speaking out about the punishment and intimidation of Israelis who dare to show any sympathy at all towards the people of Gaza. In these times, small gestures take a lot of courage. So a group calling itself Palestine Loves Israel seems unlikely, but it does exist. It's a Facebook group with over 22,000 members. And with us from Germany is Juju, the 31-year-old Palestinian woman who started this Facebook group. Juju, welcome to Shtetl on the Shortwave. Hello, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Um, not not good, of course, these days. None of us is well, I think. So I'm, I'm concerned about my friends in um, Gaza and my friends in Israel. But overall, I'm, I'm okay. I'm here, safe. Okay. What is your connection to the conflict in the Middle East? Well, I have a very deep connection to the conflict because my uh, family is Palestinian and my grandparents fled from what was then Palestine in 1948 to Lebanon. So we're just a typical... A refugee diaspora Palestinian family. And of course, the, the conflict has always shaped my life. So I have lost family members in the conflict. And um, I can really feel that my family is still traumatized by the conflict. So this was like my, my first interest in the conflict. And right now with the, with the page Palestine Loves Israel, I'm, I'm much more into it, you know. Why did you decide to create the page, the, the Palestine Loves Israel Facebook group? I, I founded it two years ago in March 2012, and I was inspired by the Israel Loves Iran movement. There was a movement founded by a, an Israeli guy, a graphic designer from Tel Aviv, and he just put up a very simple message to the Iranians, uh, saying that we don't want to bomb you, we love you. And that, that project went viral within like one day or two days. So I just um, found it on the internet and contacted Ronnie Eatry, the founder. So we got into contact and we found out that uh, the Israel-Iran conflict is so closely related to the Palestinian conflict that somehow the Palestinians had to be in the game. So I I decided to to create a similar page called Palestine Loves Israel. And right now we have Israel Loves Palestine as well. We have Iran Loves Israel. We have America Loves Iraq. It's a really great movement. It's a, an online movement, but um, overall, we have we have founded the Peace Factory to 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 put all the groups into into one place. Okay, and how do you feel about the name Palestine Loves Israel? It's kind of unbelievable to hear. How do you how how is how's your what's your reaction to it, or how do you feel about it? Uh, to me, it's really the truth because. Um, what we're doing here, well, people people keep saying that Palestine loves Israel sounds like an oxymoron or something. It's like a, like irony, but it's not meant ironically. We are we are people to people movement. So this this page is about bringing people together from both sides, Israelis and Palestinians, to become friends. And as soon as they are friends, they can really say, okay, I love somebody from Israel. I have a very close friend who's 
somebody from Israel or somebody from Palestine. So there is really Palestine loves Israel. This is not about politics. It's not like we love the 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 government of Israel or we love the government of Palestine. This is just people to people to make them really love each other, like each other, become friends. Why do you think that that's important for people to connect with other people on you know on the other side? What what why is that actually significant? To me, that's the only thing I've ever seen working. To me, this this is the only real solution to the conflict. This is a long-term solution. We have to build personal connections between the people of Israel and Palestine. Because you know what happens when, when, when you make friends with somebody who is on the other side, with somebody who is supposed to be your enemy, you really change. Your whole perception changes. Um, this is this is the only thing that really worked in a long term. Um, I've, I've I've seen so many people really become friends who never met each other, and the problem is in this conflict. It's been so long that there's so much separation between Israelis and Palestinians. So there are so many Palestinians right now, especially in Gaza, who have never met an Israeli, never talked to an Israeli, and they really think that Israelis are. A bunch of monsters who want to kill them all and as soon as they really get to know each other and get to get to know somebody from israel on a personal level even if it's just on facebook they change and the whole world changes and the same goes for israelis hmm. why is it so difficult i mean i know it's hard for people from gaza now to to know people from israel generally when did it start changing that palestinians and israelis where it was like almost impossible for them to get to know each other. That was after the first intifada and after the second intifada increased. So um, people kept telling me that before the first intifada, there there were a lot of families who were friends with each other, Jewish and Arab families, and they were celebrating the the, the festivities together. And after the first intifada, uh, that changed. That that uh, you know. People just kept to themselves and and uh, broke up connections. And after the second intifada, around the year 2000, uh, this tendency uh, increased again. So right now, what we have observed is that people from from both sides are really there's a lot of mistrust, and especially in these days, the, the mistrust and the hate really increased. And uh, so what what we are doing is really to to to, to break these these walls of mistrust that we have erected between each other. We really break this by bringing people together on a personal level, by using Facebook as a platform uh, for them to connect, to get to know each other, and to, to de-radicalize in the end. That's, that's a project of de-radicalization. What types of things do you, do you and other people post on this page? Like, what can people expect to, to if they follow um, Palestine Loves Israel on Facebook, what kind of things would they see? Well, right now, this is an exceptional situation. I update the page um, a few times a day, and um, I, I keep people updated about, about the conflict as much as I can, but without, you know, without blaming. We never blame, we never... Try to we try to be very balanced and not be one-sided to one side or the other, and um, we just keep keep the the hope up. You know, we we just try to to um, not to lose faith. That's that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I update the page with with like my personal feelings to the conflict, like when when we have. Um, people from 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 palestine or from israel who want to send a message to the other side we make a poster so um, people can connect via the poster via the the images that we post so maybe there's there's just some 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 person from from gaza who wants to to say something to to the israelis and he writes us a message and we we make a beautiful poster very colorful and put it on the page so people can see this message what what's an example of a message that somebody from gaza has wanted to to post to israelis that was about two weeks ago and it was one of the most moving examples i've ever seen on the page there was a, a young person from gaza around 20 years old and um, 
he never met an Israeli. He never talked to an Israeli, never, never met an Israeli person. He did not know anything about Israelis at all. So what he wrote on the page was, I am from Gaza, I don't know you, I'm scared of you, I, I think that you hate us because we are Palestinians, I believe that you, are, um, that you are about to kill us all, and I don't know who you are. So he really asked a very des- desperate question, asking, um, do you even think, do you, do you care about us, do you pray, do you, do you believe in something, who are you? And I put it in a poster, and within one hour, a lot of Israelis messaged back in the most loving way possible. Hmm. And those, those Israelis really, really told him about, about their feelings to the conflict, that they are humans too. They want uh, peace to happen. They, they have nothing against Palestinians and personnel. And in this hour, I guess, this, this person's world changed. So after after one day, he wrote me a message saying that he changed completely. He really he really didn't know that there were so many Israelis who really are friendly, are nice, are peaceful, and to him that world changed. Wow! And that's that's exactly what we do. Hmm. And um, what would be an example of something, a message that you made a poster of for for an Israeli trying to communicate with people from Gaza or? Or from the yeah, the West Bank. Yeah, of course. Just just uh, yesterday, I put up a poster from a young um, Israeli woman who just wanted to to leave a message for the for the Palestinians in Gaza, and she she just it, it was just a simple message of 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 peace. Just wanted to to tell the people in Gaza that she she cares about them, she's worried about them, she she likes them, she loves them. And and um, he was just sending some good vibes, and I put it in a poster, and the people really, really see it and appreciate it, and it gives it gives hope to the people in Gaza, if if such a message comes from the Israelis, hmm. and vice versa, okay, or, of course, because the people in Israel are, are are being under attack too, so so this this goes both ways. Okay, and. You have rules about what people can post. What are the rules of of uh, of the group? We have very few rules, but uh, we we try to to keep the rules very strict. So the rules go like this: we have to to be respectful. We have we are democratic page, of course, so everybody has a right to 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 write his or her opinion, but in a respectful way. So we don't we don't allow anti-Semitism. We don't allow racism. We don't allow Islamophobia. Everybody has to respect everybody. And uh, as soon as as that is uh, um, appreciated, everybody can can just speak his mind. Mm-hmm. You have asked me not to say your real name and want to protect your anonymity. Can you explain why that is? Well, if you have a page called Palestine Loves Israel, <laughs> it's natural that you get uh, threatening messages. So I, I get threats from from people all over the world. Sometimes it's not too much, but it's um, it's enough to keep me um, yeah a little bit careful. I'm not scared or something. It's it just want to want to be cautious, you know. Okay, so like, why do you uh, feel that social media is an important? platform are there is is that the the only way for people to connect or are there or are there other ways is this like a tool to get people connecting in the real world or do you think it stays on facebook for the people in gaza it is almost impossible to connect with somebody from israel in person right now it's it's for them the only tool to to get into contact the social networks are a very valuable tool for us because there is not much possibility to, to connect with somebody from Gaza. You can't go in, they can't get out. So um, if, if, if they connect via Facebook, that's, that's for them uh, a really valuable tool to, okay. to, to make friends with somebody from the other side. But of course, these friendships, maybe between Israelis and Palestinians from, from the West Bank or abroad, they take place in real life. So we have already examples from people um, there's an american and um, 
he, he met a lot of Turkish people, so he moved to Turkey and is now living in Turkey. And they're really real-life friends now, but it started on an old page. As somebody who is not living in the Middle East, a Jewish person not living in the Middle East, I'm, like most people, watching the conflict from here as a Jew in the diaspora, as, as you are doing right now in Germany. What are the conversations that you're hearing from Palestinians in the diaspora? Well, um, the Palestinians in my in my environment are very concerned about their families or friends if they have them in Gaza or the West Bank. And uh, I observe a lot of uh, despair right now. It's it's, it's not not really hate. It's just uh, fatalism. They just. They're just so fed up with the conflict. They just want it to end because it's really terrible if you sit outside, if you sit in, in, in Europe watching the conflict from afar and can't do anything about it. You're scared from, for your family. You're worried. And um, there's a lot of despair going on right now in the Palestinian community. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, it's the same for the Jewish community. Are, do you see a lot of Palestinians really getting involved with the the Facebook page? Do you think do you think they they feel like it's worthwhile or are are more cynical about it? Some are really cynical, but um, uh, as soon as they really learn what it's all about, and as soon as they see it working, um, they really appreciate it. They really appreciate it, but it's it's sometimes it's hard to convince them that this thing is really working and that, that we're really building friendships between Israelis and Palestinians and that it's, that it's worthwhile, you know, that it's, uh, that it's something to support. But as soon as they're convinced, as soon as they, they see that it's working, they're totally into it. Okay. Uh, the guest that we had on the first half of the show is a, a Jewish man from Toronto. And I asked him, having grown up in a Jewish community, in the Jewish world, was it hard for him to hear or be open to uh, a Palestinian perspective? And how did he do it? So I want to ask you the same thing. Having grown up Palestinian, um, how did you come to be open to hearing uh, about the experiences of people who are supposedly your enemy or on the other side of, of this conflict for you? Before I founded the page, I have never had much contact to Israelis. I had contact to, to Jews from Germany, and that was like normal, but I've never met an Israeli, and I've, I've never even talked to an Israeli before. And then I met Ronnie Idri, uh, the founder from the Israel Loves Iran movement. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked on Facebook, and we, we talked about our family's history, etc. And I, I felt so connected to him and his wife and his whole family. So right now we are the closest friends. I've, I've visited them in Tel Aviv, and um, we've met in Paris. I know their families. We're like really close friends right now. And I'm, I appreciate it to have an Israeli friend so close. So for me, it's, it's just... Um, it's amazing to, to, to make friends from all over the world. And I don't even see sides anymore. So for me, the, this, this side picking really stopped completely as soon as I made friends with somebody from Israel. I have now so many friends from Israel, I can't even count them all. But I don't even see sides. I don't even uh, say, oh, that's Palestinian, that's, that's an Israeli, because for me, they're all my friends, and I'm concerned for them uh, no matter on which side they sit. <laughs> That is exactly the, the effect of the page. You, you, you realize that there are no sides. There is no other side, after all. I'm kind of amazed that living in Germany, you never you met Jews, but you never met Israelis because there are so many Israelis there. You must uh, yeah. You must meet a lot now. There's a huge Palestinian and Israeli community in Germany. I know, I know, but I I I, I didn't realize it before. It's just, you know, you're living your life, you're in a bubble, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you don't really realize what's going on. Okay, so I'm hearing a lot of pessimism by commentators and analysts. I want to ask you, are you still feeling hopeful, considering yeah. what is going on right now? I, I, I really feel hopeful. It is hard 
not to fall into despair right now because it's it's hard for us too. Um, we're online like the whole day, watching the conflict, um, commenting on it, and I feel the despair. I really feel sometimes I, I I'm really close to to losing my hope, but actually, no, I'm I'm really hopeful and I'm keeping the faith because I see so many people on the page who are really peace workers who really were working for peace and. Um, on the on the ground, you know, and they don't lose hope. So why should I? So I think what what we're doing is a long term solution. That's not a short term solution. The conflict is has 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 been going on for a long time. So we're working on the long term solution. And the long, I mean, I don't want to even ask you what what your vision is for the the long term solution. I mean, I do want to ask you, but I don't, I don't want to like sully our conversation with um, with political opinions. But I, I guess I do want to know, like, ultimately, what are you hoping for? Like, what are you imagining will come of this in the long term? Actually, I don't even care if, if it will come out as a one state or two state solution or three state solution. I really don't care as long as we can live in peace. And I'm, I'm sure we can live in peace as neighbors, as friends, as partners. Um, for me, uh, a really good solution would be two states in one country, uh, a model similar to the European Union with open borders and um, close. Uh, economic ties between both nations, but that's that's something that that has to happen in the future. That that's something that the politicians have to have to um, to keep up. But actually, it cannot happen without without us becoming friends, friends or partners, or just we have to we have to 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 get into contact first. We really have to to start from the ground. Okay. Juju, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us on Stadel on the Shortwave. I'm wishing you peace and well-being. And uh, I, I hope people will go check out the Facebook page, Palestine Loves Israel, and, and follow it. I do, and I very much appreciate the posts that, that, that we get um, from, from the page. So thank you so much for your efforts. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Juju, the 31-year-old Palestinian creator of Palestine Loves Israel, a Facebook page, which, as you can tell, I think is a great page that people should follow. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back. This is Karina Rose.
That was Karina Rose, There's a Darkness and There's a Light. They're a Montreal band, beautiful band, and I thought it was the perfect song to play after our interview. I wanted to thank Juju and Zane Kaplansky for coming on the show today. I also wanted to make an announcement. We played earlier the music of Sandara, the collaboration between uh, Pakistani and Jewish musician that uh, they're going to be playing on August 27th in Montreal at the Sala Rosa. And for more information about the festival that they're playing at, you can go to montrealjewishmusicfest.com. Also, if you want to find out about the Toronto-Palestine Film Festival, you can go to tpff.ca. And if you're in Toronto, you can check out Layla's birthday at Christie Pitts uh, next week and get your uh, smoked meat from Kaplansky's. Wishing everybody here in Montreal and all around the world peace, health, well-being and lots of hope which is uh, which is not something which uh, people are feeling a lot of these days but thankfully to people like Shuju and the actions, small actions like uh, the one that Zane Kaplansky is, is taking, I think there is hope and we have to remember that in this time. And that really takes us to the end of Shtetl on the Shortwave today. I hope you'll join us again in two weeks for another episode and stay tuned for Butcher T's Noontime Cuts. <laughs> <laughs>